we'd like to welcome everybody this evening and we uh, appreciate being in the Lord's house again and we got a great crowd for Sunday night and uh, we uh, was thinking about the service this morning how good the Lord passed by and uh, that's just what we look for tonight just uh, being able to feel the Lord's spirit and uh, we pray the conviction will go out tonight and uh, somebody will have an opportunity to get closer to the Lord or get salvation tonight and, um, I don't have a lot else on my heart at the moment but uh, I just feel like turning over to Brother Taylor in the choir
again, we like to appreciate or say we appreciate being here. Uh, we were thinking as we're sitting there, um, there's a saying, you know, uh, you don't appreciate something or miss something until it's gone. And I'm sure we've uh, all had uh, situations where we couldn't be at the church house when we wanted to. I know uh, when I started my job, I worked second shift um, for 16 years and couldn't be here on Wednesday nights. And that, uh, that really helped me uh, appreciate when the doors of the church are open and have a desire to want to be here. Um, you know, that's kind of the natural side of it, but uh, my salvation, what the Lord's done for me, that, one, that makes me want to be here. I want to see other people get what I have. I want to see people do their best and try to live for the Lord. And I come short of that every day, but uh, just uh, as a little thought I had, and uh, we're going to ask everybody to stand. We'll take prayer requests. Anybody have any unspoken requests? Anybody have any spoken requests? Remember Brother Denny, remember our pastor and his wife. Mass brother Mike Kessinger leaves the prayer.
ask this this time. Anybody has a testimony or song on their heart? Appreciate you getting to be here once more. Appreciate the good crowd we've got. Everybody's here. Uh, Ryan gave ample opportunity, but I want to ask one more time if anybody's got a song or anything on your heart. I, I promise you it would help me out. I mean, not in a good way. If you've got anything on your heart at all, you run with it. If not, you pray. We're going to read in the 26th chapter of the book of Matthew. I appreciate being here tonight. I want to say that it's it's been a while since I've been able to stand here, and uh, I've enjoyed being at Pleasant View on Sunday mornings, and they they've helped me more than I could ever imagine. Uh, but it's good to be home. I mean that. I this is home, so I, I appreciate being here tonight. I pray uh, God would use this as a mouthpiece. That's all I am is just a little beggar down by the wayside. Um, I, I promise you this tonight. I'll give you everything I got. I, I mean that. I, I'll do the very best I can. Um, but I, I need the Lord to intervene just as much now as I ever have. Um, I don't think there's ever been a man who stood and got where the preacher's out on his own. It takes the church, and it takes God. And if you hear a fellow ever say he's getting there without the church, you better be careful listening to him. I'll just be honest with you. I've heard some folks say that. And I couldn't disagree more. I, I've never got anywhere without the church. So you pray tonight. We're reading the 26th chapter of the book of Matthew. Read down the 14th verse. verse the 26th chapter of the book of Matthew begins and it says then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot went unto the chief priest and said unto him what will you give me and I will deliver him unto you and they covenanted, covenanted with him for thirty pieces of silver and from that time he sought opportunity to betray him I want to skip over into the 27th chapter now beginning 27th chapter begins and it says when the morning was come all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders. 
saying, I have sinned, and that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? See, see thou that to that? And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. And the chief priest took the pieces of silver and said, It is not lawful for us for to put them into the treasury because it is the price of blood. And they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field to bury the strangers in. Wherefore, that field was called the field of blood unto this day. And that's, that's all I feel like reading tonight. You pray. Um, I pray that God would give me the words to say the things to do. Uh, put a guard around about my mouth. If there's anything I don't need to say, I, I, I pray I'd hush up about it. Um, but if I could give you a text or a title tonight to consider, it would be a sellout. Let that sink in for a minute. If I could give you a text or a title, it would be a sellout. And the Bible begins in here, and it begins to tell us of a man named Judas. We've all heard the story, uh, but the Bible begins, and it starts to tell us of this man named Judas. And it says, Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went unto the chief priests and said unto them, What will you give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted with him for thirty pieces of silver. I, I want you to understand tonight that Judas is going under the chief priest. Judas is going under these high-ranking religious officials, and he's asking, what will you give me in trade for the master? I realize tonight that this isn't just somebody. We're talking about the Son of God. We're talking about the Son of the Holy One. This is somebody pretty important that he's looking at and saying, what will you give me for him? I begin to think, begin to consider this. Can I encourage you tonight? If you're looking at selling him out, don't make it an option. Judas went and he made it an option to sell Jesus out. I, I was at the Hendrickson's the other night. We were all over there, and Sean began to tell a story. I know he won't mind me telling. He was telling a story of one time they were in revival, and it was him and a bunch of fellows, and I think it was Truman Park, and were going out visiting. And they were going out and visiting people, and they looked, and they looked at each other, and they said, Fellas, if any of us, if he, any one of us ever gets out of church, if any one of us ever gets in a bad spot, I want you to look at me and say, What are you doing? I want you to come, and I want you to grab me and pull me out of that place. And Truman looked at him, and he said, Don't even make it an option. Don't even make it in a place that you can go to. Can I encourage you tonight, if you're looking at selling the master out, don't make it an option. Don't make it an opportunity. Don't even get it an ounce or a second of thought. If you're looking at selling him out, don't make it an option in the first place, friends. If you know temptation's coming, I, I want to stand firm on the Word of God no matter what the world says. I don't want to sell him out. I want to hold him tight to him, and I want to cling to him. But let's go on a little bit further. He goes unto him, and they begin to ask him, What will you give me? And he said, and they covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver. I don't know the exact dollar amount. don't know how much exactly that was. But I want to say this. No matter the amount of silver, no matter how much money it was worth, it was not worth selling Jesus Christ himself out. Can I tell you tonight, no matter what is in front of you, no matter what the devil, no matter what the world is offering, it may seem like the greatest thing you've ever seen. Can I encourage you tonight and let you know that it is not worth selling Jesus Christ himself out in your life. It's not worth taking what the world is offering in front of you, Levi. If we look at that and we think, man, I just want a second, just want an ounce of that, I want you to understand that there is a cost in that. There is a price to pay for selling him out. Judas began to look and he began to, I believe, he looked at the 30 pieces of silver as he began to look and see it there. But I'll say this, the decision was not made when the silver was right in front of him. The decision was made when in his mind he started wondering, what in the world can I get for selling him out? Friends, tonight, the decision doesn't start when it's right in front of you. The decision is made weeks before that and months before that when in your heart you've decided, I don't need him anymore. Let's go on a little bit further. It says, and from that time... He sought opportunity to betray him. Judas is taking the king of all kings right here. I want you to get that. And 
understand in the Scripture we have plenty of opportunity, plenty of spots where men had opportunity to sell Jesus and their fellowship out. That's what I want to say tonight. That when you take that and you decide to sell out for something, you are trading your fellowship, your, your communion, your tie with God. You're selling that for whatever the world is offering you. I don't want to ever get to a place, Eric, where I've chosen something of the world. I've chosen something in place of the sweet fellowship that I have done on the inside. I've been in that spot where I've looked and I've chased something and I've wanted something so bad. And after I had made that decision, I grabbed it and I ran with it. And then I turned around, Jeremy, and before I knew it, I had lost my fellowship, my communion with God. What a sad place to be in tonight, folks. But I want to say this, that God, if you were in that place that God has not given up on you. If you've sold Him out, God still loves His people. God longs for fellowship. God wants you more than anything tonight to return on that decision you made and get your fellowship back. But we go on a little bit further and it begins to tell us that as He went down there and He went and He had sold Him out and the religious folks had, had gotten went Jesus and Judas realized, I believe, it tells us that he was there when they were pulling Jesus out of the crowd. And, and friends, I, I don't know if you've been there, but there's been times in my life, I want you to get this, where I've stepped back and I've blended in with the crowd and I thought I'll just step back and blend in with the world. And I've watched them talk down about the Lord and Savior. I've watched them talk down about God. And I've had to sit there and realize, Jeremy, that I was selling Him out. I've had to step back and I've had to look and just listen to them beating the name of the Savior down because I wasn't in any kind of spot to step up and say what you're doing is wrong. Friends, and I want you to understand that He's something worth standing for. He's something worth not selling out for. I want you to get that tonight. Jeremy, if it costs me death, if I've got to die not selling out, I want to die standing firm on the Word of God. I don't want to die a sellout. I don't want to die somebody that was a once was. I don't want them to look at me when they roll me in front of this church and say, I remember when he would stand and preach. I remember when he would stand and testify, but I hope and pray that I've got enough sense about me that when I stand, that I would stand firm on the Word and I would stand true to what's true. And Jeremy, if they roll me in front, I pray that they would be able to say that he stood firm on the Word of God no matter what was in front of him no matter what the world off of them. I'm not expecting to be perfect tonight, but understand, I pray and hope that if they roll me up in front of here, they'll be able to say that Cooper Roberts decided in his heart that he was going to stand firm for something that mattered. I want you to know tonight that if you're trying to decide to stand firm, if you're trying to decide not to sell out, he's something worth standing for. This faith is something worth standing for. When you sell him out, I want to mention this too, when you sell the Savior out, you don't just sell him out, you sell your church out. I'm hear me good and well tonight. I love you. You sell your church out. You sell your fellowship out. You're sell selling the master out. Understand that there is something in this thing. Friends, hear me good and well. I want you to get this tonight. It's dear to my heart. This is something worth fighting for. I want you to hear me. I want this point to get to you tonight, Bill. I look at you men and I say, thank God that they found out and they realized that this was something worth standing on. This was something worth fighting for. God, help us tonight to remember and be reminded that Jesus gave His own life for us. I want to give my life to Him. Get that tonight. If He loved me enough to give me His life, Jeremy, I pray that tenfold I would look and every time I've got the opportunity to stand for Him, that I would stand as firm as I can for Him. Paul looked in one place. He said, watch ye and stand firm. I believe he said that to the church of Corinth. Friends, tonight... You ought to be watchful of what's around you. I love you, but hear me. 
The devil would love to put one little thought in your mind about selling out and let that be a trickle effect. Well, preacher, what does it matter if your son doesn't see you stand firm on the Word of God? What example is he supposed to look to? If your daughter, moms hear me, if your daughter doesn't see you standing firm on the Word of God, what's she supposed to look to? Friends, if there's nobody looking at us, if they can't look at me and say he stood firm, what are they looking to? There's people in this thing, this matters. I want you to get this, that standing firm, it matters tonight. Sure enough, we've seen men, I don't ever, I said this, but I don't ever want to be somebody that they look at and they say, man, I can remember the day when that kid was hard-nosed, that kid believed the Bible, that kid ran with it. We've seen men like that, that they've come and they've fallen so far. Friend, I don't ever want to get like that. I don't ever want to get in a place where I've sold them out to the point where I'm not worried about the Word says anymore. I'm not worried about what God says anymore. I don't ever want to get to that place. Let's go on a little bit further, if that's okay. Judas is at the place already. He's already sold him out. Judas has already had the opportunity, and he seized it. Tonight, you may be here, and you say, Preacher, I, I've sold him out. I've already traded my fellowship. I've already sat, and I've looked back, and I've weighed the balances, and I've already chased after what the world is offering. Can I let you know this doesn't have to be the end? That doesn't have to be the end of your walk. Let's go on a little bit. Can I tell you about Peter for a moment? We can draw comparisons everywhere. Peter was there and he began to talk to Jesus. We all know the story. He said, Lord, I'm putting in my words. He said, Lord, I'll not deny you. I'll stand for you no matter what. And Jesus looked at him. He said, before the cock crows, thou shalt deny me thrice. God already knew that Peter was going to sell him out, Eric. Get this, yet he loved him anyway. But Peter, at Calvary, when they went to get our Lord, and they looked at him, they said, do you know him? This looks like the one. This is that Peter fellow. I've seen him walking and talking with him. You know him. Peter looked and said, whoa, I don't know him. Peter sold him out for his life. Peter at that point decided, I'd rather have my life selling out than die standing on something. Can I let you know something tonight? I'd rather go to the grave standing firm than live a life of a sellout. I want you to get that. But Peter sold him out. But can I tell you, that's not the end of Peter's story. We go on just a little bit further. And after the resurrection, after that moment, he began to see the Lord and he began to deal with him. And the Lord looked at him and said, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus looked at him two more times and said, Peter, do you love me? Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. God, tonight I want to leave a testimony. I love him. I worship, I adore him. I may not always be perfect, but Bill, I love him more than anything in this world. And I want to worship him with every fiber of my being. But here's what Jesus told him. He said, then go and feed my sheep. 
there was still a job for Peter tonight. I want you to get that. That in spite of the sellout moment, that Peter still had some responsibilities in this battle. Friend, I don't know where you've been tonight. I don't know what you've done, but I can tell you this. There's still a responsibility for you in this battle. There's still a fight to be fought. There's still a battle raging on every front. I want to die on that battlefield, friend. I want to die if I'm the only one standing. I want to stand right there, hand in hand with Jesus. If that's where He's at, friend, if He's on the battlefield with me, that's where I'll stay at. If I've got to die on the battlefield, that's what I'll take. How many of you remember the, the three Hebrew children in the fire? They had the opportunity to sell out. Get that? That's another moment in the Bible. As they're there and Nebuchadnezzar said, Will you bow? We are not careful to answer thee in this matter, O king. Surely our God whom we serve is able to deliver us. But if not, we shall not serve thee nor the golden image which thou hast set up. Get this tonight. You've got a decision to make if you're going to sell him out or not. And if you're here and you've already sold him out, you've got a decision to make if you want to get that fellowship back. If you want to start fighting in the battle again, friend, you better start fighting now. Can I let you know this? This may be your last opportunity to sell him out. When you go to the next time and you think about selling him out, I want you to be reminded that you may die soon or he is coming back. This may be your last opportunity to stand firm for him. I encourage you to take that opportunity tonight. But let's go on just a little bit further and I'll shortly be done. Then Jesus, Judas, which had betrayed him when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver unto the chief priests and to the elders, saying, I have sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? See thou to that. Listen tonight. Judas had taken these 30 pieces of silver, taken these pieces of silver, and after he saw him march the Lord out, and he knew what was about to happen, he walks back into the chief priest, Carl, and he looks at him. He says, I don't want this anymore. That's conviction, friends. That's God settling on the inside of what Judas had just done. Friend, when conviction sets in, you ought to let that boil for just a minute. I believe as Judas got there and he started to feel bad, it said he repented himself. That's something we miss just a little bit sometimes. The importance of repentance. Repentance isn't just saying, I'm sorry. Repentance is saying, I'm sorry, and turning your heart against the things that you've apologized for. I believe tonight wholeheartedly that Judas felt terrible for the things he had done. I know, listen tonight, hear me good and well. I believe that he brought those 30 pieces of silver and Jeremy with every ounce, every fiber of his being. I believe that if he could go back to the point where he sold them out, he wouldn't have even looked at it. He wouldn't have touched it. But here's the thing. The decision was already made. He had already taken the 30 pieces of silver. Tonight, friends, can I encourage you, if you've made some bad decisions, the decisions have already been made. Now is the time to start doing right by Him. Don't look back on yesterday. Don't look back on your yesteryears. You're never going to get that time back. I'm saying in a loving way tonight, I want you to get this. Listen, you're never going to get that time back, but I encourage you tonight, with the time you've got left in your march with Him, press on tenfold. Take everything you've got and get in that battle. I want you to get that tonight, that you're not going to change that 
decision you made. But here's what you can do. You can look and you say, I messed up. I'm not going to make that mistake anymore. I've messed up. I'm going to march on. I'm going to stand firm in the battle. I messed up a plenty of time, Jeremy. But here's what I've learned. It's important tonight that we look at the mistakes we've made and we say, God, I'm sorry that I did you wrong. God, I'm sorry that I messed up. And God, I don't want to do that anymore. Judas said, I have sinned and that I have betrayed the innocent blood. I said it earlier, understand when you sell out, you're not just betraying somebody who's a sinner. You're not just betraying somebody random. You're betraying the innocent blood. You're betraying the one who loves you, the one who's held on to you, the one who's helped you through every ounce of your life. When you betray Him, you're betraying the Savior. I'm going to close here soon. I don't know if I'm going to get a song or not, but I'm going to be done here in just a moment. Here's what I want you to get. He looked at them and they said, we don't want anything to do with these 30 shekels of silver. And he walked up, Bill, and he took the shekels of silver and he threw it at their feet. Friend, tonight, when you get to the point you realize that you've sold him out, and can I tell you tonight, I've been there. When I realized I had sold him out, and I took that thing, those things that I thought would be worth selling him out for, and I threw them down. I said, God, it wasn't worth it. Levi, I've been there where I've looked and I've realized the mistake I've made, and I've yearned, I've longed with every fiber of my being to look and say, God, God, just wipe that. God, just... Can I go back and change that? But here's the thing, friends. We aren't able to change that. But like I said, what you can do is for the rest of your time, you can stand firm on the Word of God. You may be known as a sellout today, but tomorrow you can be known as somebody who stood firm on the Word. That's the truth. And I hope you get that. I hope I encourage you. And I hope you got help. I don't feel like giving a song or anything. I'll turn it back over to Brother Ryan. I appreciate being here. I love you. Appreciate that good preaching. That's a, that's a great message, folks. Um, I guess I Taylor, won't you? Do, let's just sing a song. Just uh, I just I, I feel like that probably said it real well with somebody. And uh, if anybody feels like they need to do anything, I just uh, feel like giving that opportunity. But uh, any of you Cooper or any of you fellas feel like saying anything, go ahead. But I just I feel like giving opportunity.
Levi dismisses prayer.